Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 134, Alma's Teachings to the People of Ammonihah. Okay, (laughs) I'm a dork. I'd been watching the registration for March 22nd's Confidently Creating course, and I was surprised that no one was registering. We'd had a good attendance last time. Many of you had chosen to just have the replays sent to you, which was fine. And then it occurred to me that this was absolutely 100% my fault. I saw that you were going to the website and you were clicking on the registration page, but you know what more can you do when the dork who's over the website doesn't link the registration button to the Zoom webinar meeting? (laughs) Good grief, people. I am so sorry. I'm so grateful that I have never tried to like sell myself as some tech expert because I am not. I am just learning as I'm going. And here you go. Sister Scriptorians goes throughout all the states in the United States and several countries in the world, and I'm putting it out there, Carrie Hickenlooper was a dork. So I fixed this midweek. So if you registered for the course afterwards, you're good. But if you just were not being able to go anywhere, then it's time. Go back to sisterscriptorians.com. You can now sign up for this four-day course. I hope you will. I hope to be able to see you next Monday. Let me tell you a little bit about what we'll do there. It has always been my goal to marry the philosophical, learning the doctrine, discussing the principles, and marry that with the applicable, where we practice the doctrine and the principles and the eternal truths in our daily lives, learning how to do that and what that looks like. So we discuss our challenges, our less than pretty behavior, our stalled relationships, our barriers that we are struggling to move past. We get dirty in all of that so that we can gain power over these things and we can learn how to apply gospel principles in our everyday. Now, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not even close to perfection, but I'm talking about repenting, giving yourself the space to change your mind. And to change your focus, to get it back in alignment to what you know to be true. And it's definitely a practice. Some would call it listening to your own intuition. We would call it listening to the Spirit and getting in tune with that. And I'm talking about tapping into your power of agency and the power of covenants that you have made. Sister Scriptorian's process is here to be able to serve you in that process. So beginning on March 22nd, next Monday at 1030, ending around noon-ish, depending on how many volunteers we have um, wanting to be coached, we will learn about the principles of creation and how we can apply those principles to our agency because you are a creator. And right now, you're creating something. It is as natural as you breathe, but when you leave it unmanaged, you might be creating a whole bunch of stuff you don't want. So together, next week, we'll get intentional and we'll go through each step beginning to end, giving you tools on how to put off the natural man and how to tap into your divinity. So 
We'll meet together Monday through Thursday. If you can't join us every day, I understand. Join us when you can. But be assured that the replay of each call will be sent to you to the email that you provide us. So there you go. You'll be taken care of. The best way that I can describe coaching is it is an experience or it's an exercise of pure sisterly love. It's awesome when two nurturing women come together for the same purpose, and that purpose is to lift and see each other soar. It's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. And you have breakthroughs, and you have peace, and you have confidence, and just happiness, just a confidence that I can I can do hard things or I've got this, it's great. So join me. You can now register <laughs> at sisterscriptorians.com, either on the homepage, scroll down until you find my picture with the text announcing confidently creating, or you can select the tab confidently creating and find the course there to register. Okay, we only have one week left of registering, so make sure you put that on your to-do list at the very top so you don't forget. All right, let's take a look at Alma chapter 9. This is Alma's preaching to the people of Ammonihah. Remember, the angel told him, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, go back. Go back and tell them that they need to repent. So now last week, I devoted the entire podcast to understanding the people in which Alma is speaking to. And in a nutshell, they proclaim their separation from the gospel of Jesus Christ that Alma teaches, and their destruction is being laid by the unrighteous lawyers and judges who are manipulating the people, stirring them up into a frenzy in order for them to be able to get gain. And what I mean by gain is power and prestige, accolades, and money. They are the people who will eventually gather up the believers, take the women and children, and cast them into the fire, along with the records of the Holy Scriptures. And they will get Alma and Amulek, and they will make them witness this vile rebellion and defiance to their message. So where do you begin with the people who have that trajectory as a possibility? Or at least their leaders do. How can we liken this chapter to ourselves today? We who would never dream of such inhumanity. It would be a mistake for us, though, to pass over this thinking that it doesn't apply to us. Because I would argue that this discourse of Alma's is very much a discourse that helps us course correct right now, helps us remain diligent and deepen our conviction of faith in Jesus Christ. So last week, I highlighted the similarities that I saw between the people of Ammonihah and our governing leaders. But this week, I want us to liken it to ourselves. When we're going about our day-to-day duties, it is so easy for our human brain to separate itself from the fact that everything we're doing has a spiritual component, that we are spiritual beings having a mortal experience, and it's not the other way around. We easily separate the two, and the natural man makes that so easy for us, doesn't he? But this is how we get into trouble. This is how we begin having enmity towards God and our fellow men. This is how we either get too big for our britches or fall for that lie 
that there's a part of God that is unjust and that he's picking on you or somehow you're less than. So you got to fight and defend yourself a little more abrasively in order to be safe. Does that sound familiar? I'm confident it does because these are the temptations that play in my head frequently. When I've gotten distracted or neglectful, in managing my agency and my creative powers. And I know this is happening because I begin to feel weak and powerless, which is not, not what women are intended to feel like. So when we are operating in the trappings of life, whether it's related to our faith or injustice or offense or hurt, whether we believe we aren't getting our fair share, that we're missing out on the good life, that we're being kept down, And when we feel discouraged, weak, frustrated, and maybe even a little bitter, what then? Maybe in the future, you can keep in mind Alma chapter 9. Because like it or not, everything I mentioned is an element of pride. It is enmity with God or yourself, like who you truly are, or with others. It is. And since the people of Ammonihah are a gross example of what happens to a prideful people who refuse to change course, we can safely take some good counsel from these chapters when we begin to get in our own personal prideful funks. So, number one, at the beginning of the chapter, it's like Mormon is ushering us in mid-teaching of Almas because all the people are already agitated and stirred up. They're challenging Alma's teachings about the earth eventually passing away. And he also must have let the ball drop that Ammonihah is going to be destroyed if they don't repent. Oh, and they're also questioning his authority and God's methods in sending just one witness unto them. Which is interesting, isn't it? They knew enough about God's ways to challenge Alma, but had obviously neglected other truths about God. And we'll see that the magnificence of the Lord is that he didn't just send one witness. He had been preparing Amulek to support Alma's words. Okay, but let's look at the people's responses from the get-go about the possibility of Ammonihah being destroyed in one day. How often in our day-to-day do we act like God can't possibly make an impact on our challenges. He can't possibly soften the heart of that gossipy woman in your neighborhood or at the PTA. He can't possibly help you and your husband see eye to eye on money. He can't possibly make this difficult, gut-wrenching, painful experience work for your good because it is too painful, too raw, and too unfair. How often do we walk around not remembering the characteristics of God, not looking for his marvelous works in our lives or not believing that his marvelous works would apply to our circumstances. The people of Ammonihah did not believe that it was possible that God could destroy their city in one day. How often do we not even consider that God could do marvelous works because in that moment, our hearts are hard and our necks are stiff. Remembering the characteristics of God is a key 
to faith and to submitting our will to his in order to change what's happening for us in our lives. So number one, remember that God can, he has, and he still does marvelous works amongst his children. Number two, notice the hand of the Lord in your life. Look for the miracles. Look for the deliverance and strengthening, which you know, you know, our beloved Nephi called tender mercies. My advice to you, contribute nothing to your brilliance. I can't tell you the happiness that can fill your life when you think about your personal strength and the awesome things that you do, like comforting a child making dinner to feed a family. That's an accomplishment. (laughs) Resolving a hurt, softening our hearts to a boundary-pushing teenager, pushing forward a project, meeting a deadline, coming up with the right words to express yourself and to teach, drawing upon courage to take a chance on something that is new and daunting. When you take these moments and you contribute your ability to do these things to the hand of the Lord, joy, I promise you, will fill your heart. You will draw near to the Lord with awe and devotion and knowledge that you are loved and you are not forgotten. I'm going to urge the people to remember the deliverance of their fathers. Lehi and Nephi, remember how he delivered them out of Jerusalem. The deliverance from their enemies and the preservation of their lives from the hands of their brethren. They were delivered and preserved by the hand of the Lord. Remember the times in which you have been delivered from a circumstance or from an enemy. Remember when you were preserved When things worked out just right or good enough to get the job done, that counts too. Did you mistakenly believe that because it may have been challenging that the Lord wasn't there? He was. We see this with Nephi and we need to see it in us. And what about in the lives of those who came before you? How each of their deliverances and their preservation laid the groundwork for you to be right where you are today. Phenomenal. Whether they were a member or not, the hand of God delivered them in order to deliver you. He laid the groundwork step by step in each of your progenitors' lives so that you could be a member of Jesus Christ's church. Gather those stories. Tell them to your children. Take out the daunting mystery of mortality and fill it with truth and faithful moments that have built them to be exactly who they are today. Fill the minds of your children and yours with evidence of the hand of the Lord. What would we be able to accomplish, I wonder, if we were fortified with truth instead of doubt? With faith instead of fear. How would we thrive if we saw the hand of the Lord in our lives today? Number three, remember that God will verify his word. 
I notice in myself that it is so much more comforting for me to reflect on the matchless power, mercy, and long-suffering of our Lord towards us. It takes the weight off my mind. (laughs) Not to be slothful, but just not to get so discouraged with my imperfections and then want to give up. However, we can't take advantage of the Lord's character either and then be surprised that he also is a God of truth and he cannot lie. So when he says repent, we ought to. And when he says his greatest blessings are contingent upon our obedience to his word, we ought not to be arrogant and believe that his greatest blessings are going to be given to all. Remember, that is the order of Nehor. That is the belief that the people of Ammonihah were choosing to follow. They took what was not theirs yet and justified in their hearts that it was theirs to give away at their own whim, making up their own conditions or lack thereof. So how can we apply this to us today? If the Lord has counseled us to repent, to let virtue garnish our thoughts, to forgive our enemies, to beware of pride, to love our neighbor, then these are the conditions, not only for his greatest blessings, but for his guidance and his support in our lives. And if we feel amiss, it may be because we are. We have been given so much light. We have. I need to constantly remind myself of the blessings of light that I have in my life because of my knowledge of Jesus Christ and his gospel. As you know, (laughs) it isn't always easy to follow him, but it's the path I've covenanted to follow. And my faith tells me that an easy path would never yield the type of blessings he's putting out there. Because again, his word will be verified and I believe him. And this sort of leads us to our next nugget from chapter nine, number four, Alma teaches the people to reel in their judgments about the Lamanites. Yes, the Lamanites have been cut off from the presence of the Lord. Yes, the Lord's word was verified in this theme. However, at the judgment day, Alma is teaching it will be more tolerable for the Lamanites than it will be for the people of Ammonihah if they remain in their sins. The Lord's mercy is extended to the Lamanites. Their behavior, though deplorable towards the Nephites and is not in harmony or was not in harmony with God, their behavior was due to their ignorance. And in the Lord's mercy, he will extend their existence in the land, giving them that opportunity to hear the word of God and change their mind about God and about themselves and about their fellow men. Alma prophesies that the time will come when the Lamanites will be brought to believe the Lord's word, to know their incorrectness of the traditions of their fathers, and many are going to be saved. In fact, all of them who will call upon the Lord's name will be saved. This is his mercy. The cool thing is this very prophecy is happening in the Lamanite land as being fulfilled there. At the very moment that Alma is teaching this to the people of Ammonihah, and he doesn't even know. But thanks to those brave and charitable sons of Mosiah who crossed borders of difference and of hate 
in order to be able to bring the word of God to their brethren at whatever cost it would take, the Lamanites were being able to correct their ignorance. Often our conflicts in life are with other people. It's our relationships that cause the most pain and suffering, just like the poor relationships between the Nephites and the Lamanites. And sometimes we think they should know better. But isn't that thought the cause of our suffering? Maybe they shouldn't know better. Maybe they are doing the best that they can with the life experiences and traditions of their fathers that they carry around in their hearts. Maybe a child of light like you is supposed to know better as well. But you're struggling to hold up that light. Maybe you're tempted to forsake that light in exchange for conflict and offense, hatred, and pride. Maybe those are, those are the exact bricks that are being cast and breaking down your peace, your love, and your confidence. You know these feelings will destroy you. You know it. You know that you will not be sustained in this element, in this fight. You know that just like the Nephites that Alma is speaking to, you know repentance, a true seeking to change your mind about God and yourself and others is the only way to have your days prolonged. Now, I know you might be thinking, I am nothing like the people of Ammonihah, and I agree 100%. But it's the same fire that we're playing with, that fire of enmity, It's the same fire that consumes our hearts and our minds, distracting us from the promptings of the Spirit, and eventually it leads us to suffer. And bad behavior is always, always from suffering, some sort of suffering. And we don't need to suffer. We've been given light and so much knowledge to help us with that. So let's take seriously Alma's revelation about the Lord's workings, that he will not suffer you, that you shall live in your iniquities to destroy his people. I say unto you, nay, he would rather suffer that the Lamanites might destroy all his people who were called the people of Nephi, if it were possible that they could fall into sins and transgressions after having had so much light and so much knowledge given unto them of the Lord their God. It makes those squabbles in our church callings, it just makes them not worth it. So much easier to, to look at things in a different way. It puts the responsibility of how we show up in our communities squarely upon our shoulders. It enhances the skill that we all need to have to seek to understand first before we're understood so that we can know how to cast our light. Covenants are not to be taken lightly. Everything goes back to them. Now we're not left alone in trying to travel this higher road or or do this higher law that we've committed to. Just like the people of Ammonihah, they had not been alone. The Lord had sent forth blessings and assistance, but the people had either not recognized it or maybe they had forgotten or they turned their backs on it. But let me list for you the blessings that Alma recounts and think to yourself, have we not received the same blessings and assistance? 
after having been highly favored of the Lord, after having all things made known unto them, answering their desires, their faith, their prayers about what has been, what is, and what is to come. After having been visited by the Spirit of God, conversing with angels, having been spoken to by the voice of the Lord, after having been given the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of revelation, and so many gifts, such as the gift of speaking with tongues, the gift of preaching, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the gift of translation. After having been delivered out of the land of Jerusalem by the hand of God, he saving them from famine and sickness and all manner of diseases of every kind, waxing strong in battle so that they wouldn't be destroyed, being brought out of bondage again and again, and being kept preserved and prospered after all of these manifestations from heaven. And then for us to transgress and move away from him, to reject it or to forget about it or to not recognize it, how can we expect him to work for good on our behalf? This was the warning Alma gave. Repentance was necessary. Otherwise, destruction was inevitable. I'm concerned about our hearts and the destruction that that might undergo. The hardening to these principles and personal accountability. How can you keep your heart soft in a time in which many hearts will fail those around us? Being worked up into either a physical, spiritual, or a social media frenzy of words and insults. How can you remember the Lord, whose name you took upon yourself? He will come again. Just like Alma prophesied of his coming to the Nephites, he will come in his glory. It shall be the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And he is and will be full of grace, equity, and truth, full of patience, mercy, and long-suffering, quick to hear the cries of his people, and to answer their prayers. And he will come to redeem us from all that causes us suffering. So let's be prepared to receive him. Let's keep his light alive within us. Sister Scriptorians, if you need help, I can help. Join me during next week's course on how to create confidently. That is an easy, inexpensive place to begin. Or you can sign up for my one-on-one coaching with me as I help you apply these principles with power and intentionality in your life. This is our work to do, and together we can make the burden 